This is Frank Dominguez for WDAV's Piedmont Arts. On Wednesday, November 9th at 7.30 p.m., WDAV continues its noteworthy concert series presented in partnership with the Fair Play Music Equity Initiative. It brings together artists of color from the Charlotte music scene with classical musicians for some genre blending and community building. This time, we're teaming singer-songwriter Nathan Cam with cellist Mira Frisch and violinist Alice Silva, and with some added contributions from composer-arranger Madison Bush. Thanks, everybody, for joining me. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Nathan, let's start with you. What are you aiming for when you write your songs, and how does your role as a performer uh, help you achieve those objectives? When I'm writing my songs, it's typically to capture how I'm feeling, it, whether it's uh, a fleeting feeling, uh, I don't know, something going wrong during a day, something going great during a day. Uh, it, I, if, if you're around me throughout the day, you'll just kind of hear me humming off different tunes or singing random things. And so uh, I try to just capture moments and capture them accurately in a way that other people can feel. And um, because that's how I write my songs, I love to perform them in a way that uh, and talk to the audience and hopefully connect with them through just kind of relatable moments in the everyday. And um, yeah, that's, that's essentially my focus and kind of how a lot of the songs come about. It's just, uh, if you scroll through the voice memos on my phone, there's, I think there's like 300 of them or so, and most of them will never see the light of the the light of day, but the, the ones in the noteworthy performance actually escaped. (laughs) Is there a particular influence on you in terms of uh, writing songs? It's very clear that a lot of them is is heartbreak, <laughs> as well as um, uh, good moments uh, in in great relationships as well. Um, uh, one of the songs that I wrote called "Phantoms" is also uh, kind of captures how I think my mind tends to work of trying to chase uh, the the idealized version of yourself and how tough that can be, uh, knowing who you are now versus who you think you could be, and so it it kind of it varies uh a lot i especially depending on if there's a relationship in my life or not romantically so uh if uh if there's not i i pull from a lot of different other things but it i i'm definitely a pretty deep feeler as a person so whatever is kind of driving my emotions the most at at the time so i i definitely a lot of songs uh during the pandemic of just kind of how i was feeling i even made like a silly parody song of like during the first couple weeks of lockdown just as like a sanity piece (laughs) um so yeah just kind of whatever whatever i'm feeling at at the time i'm going to turn to you mira and ask you for me you're sort of a fixture of the classical music scene in charlotte your name is so uh familiar to me from various uh concerts around the area and your teaching and whatnot what was your reaction to being asked to collaborate with nathan on this concert Oh, I was so excited because I've been doing so much thinking in the past couple of years and months about how so much of the music of the world is not classical music. And I, of course, I love classical music, but that's just a small sliver of all the music of the world. And I've been thinking a lot lately about so much of the music of the world. In fact, the majority of it is not notated in the way that I'm used to playing. Um, And so when I had the opportunity to collaborate with a non-classical musician. I just jumped at the opportunity. I've been following the Noteworthy series, and I think it's so exciting to um, cross genres and celebrate um, 
all the wonderful music of the world and even of Charlotte. And so I was very excited and through this process got to know Nathan Cam's music. That's wonderful to hear that you were so enthusiastic about it. I can remember a time when classical musicians were a little more standoffish. Uh, I'm glad things have changed uh, that much in the mm -hmm. years since I've been uh, presenting it on the radio. Alice, uh, I'm interested in your perspective as a Brazilian-born musician, now having worked in the U.S. for some time. Are the boundaries between musical genres as pervasive uh, back in Brazil as they generally seem to be here in the United States? Hi, Frank. This is this is a great question. I um, consider myself to have had an unusual upbringing. So this project feels to me like um, I've come full circle in a sense because I didn't really grow with a classical background. I didn't really go with a classical training growing up because we didn't have any of that. You know, I had a lot of music around me all the time at home and I had the radio but I didn't have a wonderful radio like WDAV playing classical music we didn't have any of that so when I first found the violin and I fell in love with it and I decided this is what I wanted to pursue I followed it and I got my classical training and it brought me here and everything but um, like I said we don't have a lot of that and to me it seems like I've been I've come back full circle, getting back to this type of genre and blending genres. I also feel like um, it's so great that I, I'm under that umbrella as well of being a colored artist, you know, and also I have been trained classically. And then I got to play local artists like Nathan's music and it's, it's wonderful. But that was a good question. It seems like, um, uh, what Miro was saying about the music of the world, it's so blended and it's so diverse and um, it doesn't have to just follow under a certain umbrella, I think. Hope that answered your question. Absolutely, and it's really fascinating to hear your perspective and your experience with that. Nathan, back to you for a few moments. What surprised you the most about working with these classical musicians? I was uh, honestly extremely intimidated to to play with Mira and Elise uh, as a I would say non classically trained musician I I, may, I mostly play off of the Nashville number system basically and so um, I I think it was I think it was amazing to have uh, Madison as sort of that bridge between um, our our styles of music that uh, made me a lot more comfortable. And, and I think Mira and Elise more comfortable as well with my music because uh, I was I was super intimidated when um, when we were putting together the Noteworthy series. I was unsure how to create the music for Mira and Elise. And so Madison was able to, I think, make the whole thing work in all honesty. I, sometimes I like I'll say I'll just joke around, but it's like I feel like a non-musician compared to them. And so walking into the room, it was, I don't know, so great. And Mira and Elise and Madison were so kind to me and let me. Uh, mess up and not understand certain things that they were talking through, but uh, it it ended up being great. All the thanks really goes to Madison for kind of building that that bridge between. That's a great uh, segue into asking Madison a question, but just let me quickly 
uh, reassure you, Nathan, that you are definitely a musician. I've seen a little bit of the video that's being put together, and uh, I, I I know that you, no one will be uh, in doubt of your musical ability after they see <laughs> you perform. Madison, since uh, we've gotten a taste of what you brought to the collaboration, uh, why don't you tell us, uh, first of all, I'm interested in how you got interested in writing music and writing arrangements. So what was your introduction to this type of music? I take most of my influence from um, scores from movies. Um, so like the background music, that's one of my favorite things. And that's what I try to compose in my free time. That is what I hope to compose for a living in the future. Um, I've been doing it for I probably 15 years or so. Um, and so that's where I draw most of my inspiration. And then I started playing an instrument myself. I'm a violinist. I just think film scores are the coolest kinds of music because they are, in a way, they can inspire and impact people across a very broad spectrum, no matter where you are, no matter where you come from. And it doesn't necessarily have, you know, a language barrier. It doesn't have those same kinds of walls that you have to try and fight through to understand it because it accomplishes its goal um, alongside the actual pictures on the screen very effectively. And I just want to be able to touch people in that same way. What was your specific role in this project? Uh, I gather you weren't writing entirely original music because you're supporting uh, Nathan's song. So uh, what what were you trying to achieve and how did you approach it? I guess it was to make a set of arrangements that both fit with the genre of Nathan's music and also uh, felt comfortable for the instrumentalists, um, which is something I try to keep in mind whenever I write something that's going to be performed. Uh, I wanted it to not take too much away from him as the vocalist, but also still bring something you know new to the table, which was part of the overall assignment. Let me uh, take the question I asked Nathan earlier about what, what was the biggest surprise about working with the classical musicians and uh, offer it to you musicians and you too, uh, Madison as musician slash composer uh, and arranger. What was the biggest surprise about working with Nathan? I think it all was so seamless um, in our rehearsal, which only surprised me because I'm not used to working with people. Uh, I'm usually stuck with uh, computers and MIDI playback. And so I was very stressed that maybe it wasn't going to go well because of something I did. And, um, and actually, everything worked so well. Everything came together really easily. And I think the final product was also really cool. I was expecting it to be fun and it, it followed my expectations, you know, it was fun and it was um, exciting and seamless, like Madison was saying. So it was just a great experience. And Mira, how about you? Yeah, it was also um, a wonderful experience. I was expecting it to be fun and wonderful, but it surpassed my expectations in terms of just the sheer enjoyment I had working with all of these wonderful people, including Madison. And one um, kind of funny thing that surprised me is that in the past, when I've worked with pop singers, I felt sometimes like rehearsing in, rehearsing in an acoustic setting was challenging because I couldn't 
couldn't hear the voice as well. But Nathan has a really beautiful, big acoustic voice. And he plays a lot of projected sound on his guitar. And so it was just wonderful because rehearsing with him was so easy. I could hear him really well. And I felt like I could still project my sound. And that way it made the transition into being um, at the stage door theater with all the amplification really natural. And I was not surprised that Madison's arrangements were first rate because I and the Leafs have had the pleasure of working with the Madison in the Charlotte Strings Collective an ensemble that we're in that is dedicated to performing music by Black composers. And I've actually played a piece by String Orchestra for Madison before, so I already knew she was amazing. But this arranging that she did of Nathan's music was just phenomenal, and it really made Elise and my job so much easier. Um, she did all the heavy lifting, and we just really enjoyed playing her arrangements. Well, you have whetted my appetite, not only for uh, seeing the concert, but also for, for hearing some more from all of you, and in particular, Madison, because uh, you've gotten uh, quite a vote of confidence there. Uh, Nathan, I'm going to give you the last word. What should listeners uh, expect from the upcoming premiere of the Noteworthy Concert Video with you and these colleagues? Expect to have a lot of fun, to, to laugh, to... Uh get emotionally engaged uh, hopefully and uh, just see how much fun that we had playing this show and um, yeah I, I think it's truly a special uh, moment and I thought there was definitely just magic in the room the audience was fantastic and uh, I, I was I couldn't help but smile and just enjoy the whole experience because uh, I think it, it just at the end, I was like close to tears just saying thank you to Mira and Elise and Madison and the whole Noteworthy team because uh, it was just such a special night. And I hope that uh, as people see this, the, the Noteworthy performance, that they can uh, get some of that feeling as well. So I'm really excited for others to get that experience. My guests have been singer-songwriter Nathan Cam, cellist Mira Frisch, violinist Alice Silva, and composer-arranger Madison Bush. The concert video premieres Wednesday, November 9th at 7.30 p.m. You can watch it via WDAV's YouTube channel and Facebook page. And you can get more information about the artists and the series from noteworthyclassical.org. Thank you all for speaking with me. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. Thank you. For WDAV's Piedmont Arts, I'm Frank Dominguez.